Welcome to Pop Culture on the Rocks. Good morning, evening, afternoon, ladies and gents. I don't know what time you're listening, but we're happy to have you here for another episode of Pop Culture on the Rocks. I'm Callan. As always, I'm here with Anna, and we've got another fun episode for you today. So thank you so much for joining us. Anna, tell me what's going on with you. (laughs) Not much, just the (laughs) usual I uh, cut my finger pretty well last night with oh my, my. <laughs> knife, so <laughs> been writing really funky at work all day because it's my pointer finger, so I'm kind of like, it's like a quill yeah. sticking up or something. Um, we need to get you a feather pin. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but other than that, yeah. doing good, just sipping on some cocktails, so... Mm. How about you? I'm doing well. Um, thanks for asking. Tell me more about these cocktails and what you're <laughs> sipping on. As you know, I'm still working on my bottle of tequila for like four months now. Yes. <laughs> but I found a recipe for an orange lime margarita. Mm. Unfortunately, I didn't have any lime juice. I had lemon juice, but it was kind of like a... You can have either one. So it's tequila, orange juice, lemon juice. And then I got some triple sec from the store. Yeah. Yep. So it has a little bit of that. And it is quite refreshing. Good. I'm greatly enjoying it. It sounds really yummy. Yeah. It's been it's been really good. I I think I've only probably had at least as far as I know, (laughs) triple sec in a drink like once. And it was a mm-hmm. homemade margarita that someone made for me. And I saw it at the store and it was like a dollar for the bottle. I was like, that's probably a good mixer to have. So yeah, oh my gosh. I'm adding it to my library of mixers. <laughs> I'm glad that you're adding and growing your collection. <laughs> yeah, me too. I'm starting to run out of counter space, but I guess that's a good <laughs> problem to have. We need to get you like a... A bar cart or something. Oh my goodness. I really want one. They're so cute. And we make a lot of smoothies here as well. So like our smoothie section is like the same section as my coffee machine, all my coffee Mm -hmm. stuff, and then all my alcohol stuff. (laughs) So it's kind of, yeah, it's a, just a smorgasbord (laughs) of beverage things. I love it. I just, I love beverages love drinks like I feel like I'm almost notorious at work now for having at least three glasses on my desk (laughs) that either have or had you know various drinks in them you know you gotta spice it up every now and then you do stay hydrated in more ways than one so yes love a beverage yes what Um, about you well well I'm having a white peach sangria Mm. yes um it's a new recipe that I have tried and it's really good my I was at my parents house this past weekend and my mom made a picture of it um and it was our first time having it and it's really good so I'll have to post the recipe on our social media but it's actually from 
um, a cookbook by Elizabeth High School, who is local to where I live, Oxford, Mississippi. And she has a couple of cookbooks now, but she's also a Today Show correspondent. So some of you might have seen her out there before, but she has a farm here in Oxford and um, has some really good recipes, especially her cocktail recipes. So we tried this one and it's really good. I know it has peach vodka which I sipped straight when we were making it and I feel like I could just sip on that like oh, it was nice. good yeah <laughs> yeah I'm not I don't remember what all else goes in there but since it's sangria obviously you cut up fruit and float that in the pitcher so the fruit juices get into the drink mm-hmm. and this one has peaches of course and then apples but you could probably add whatever fruits you have or are really good in season around you I'll let you know that our peaches were really sweet not all peaches are sweet and ripe and juicy a lot of times you get one it's like a real bummer because yeah. it's like dry you know mm-hmm. but these were super sweet and all of the flavor absorbed into the drink. So mm. you put sugar in the pitcher, but I don't think in our case you needed the sugar because the peach was so sweet. So yeah. just FYI, if you got some sweet peaches, you could probably skip the sugar. Good to but know. Good yeah. tip. Yes, but it's really good and a nice summer drink. Yes, I love a good sangria, and I'm not picky on whether it's white or red, so that's exciting. I am hoping to go to the liquor store in the next few weeks, pick out my next weapon, (laughs) 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 ingredient of choice, um, Mm -hmm. once I finish up the tequila, so. Yeah, I'm excited to to learn what you choose. Speaking of our social media, if you would like to see more about our drinks and just other fun stuff we're talking about online and join our little community, then you can do that on Instagram at Pop Culture on the Rocks podcast. You can follow our Twitter at Pop Culture OTR. And we also have a Discord channel. So come join the fun there. And you can always reach out to us via email. And I did want to say that I've said this before, but I really want to know who is listening to this podcast because (laughs) every week y'all know we ask politely if you'd like, if you like our show, leave us a rating and a review and some people have done that. We greatly appreciate that. Obviously, we have connected with some listeners. We know who some of you are. But the numbers that I see versus the people that talk to us, very different. So I need to know who you are. At this point, like I'm just so curious if you listen to the show that I will literally pay you a dollar if you <laughs> message us and say... <laughs> I listened to at least one episode. You don't have to be regular. Maybe yeah. you just clicked onto this one. But I, that's for now, I guess that's all I'm, I'm willing to do a dollar. But just send us a message and let us know that you're listening. Now, I'm not asking, I'm not, I'm not paying for reviews or ratings because. Right. Is, we don't do that. No, that's unethical. I'm pretty sure that can get us like in trouble. So I, I, that's not what I'm asking for. But I just want to know if you're listening, please.
please tell us. Yeah. We'd love to connect with you. We would. So, hit us up. Okay, so what have you been consuming lately now that we've talked about your beverage consumption? Yes. (laughs) (laughs) There are a few things I've been doing recently and watching recently. Nothing, again, super new to the podcast. However, I wanted to talk about a different area of pop culture, really, is... A subscription box that I have gotten Ooh. recently. Okay. And it's a, uh, I guess, a board game. <laughs> mm-hmm. So it's one of those, like, whodunit kind of subscription boxes. Mm-hmm. And my husband and I got it because we've been trying to, like, find something to do for, like, our date nights just something different than like watching a movie or you know not saying those things are bad whatever but like we were just kind of looking for something different to spend time together and so far we've only had one box but it has been so fun and I feel like it's just a great way to hang out with somebody and spend time doing something other than watching a movie and probably not talking to each other (laughs) yeah or like an actual like yeah, like you go out to eat and maybe you spend more money than you thought you were going to. Right. And they advertise as well that you can, of course, do these boxes by yourself. So no shame in doing that either. It's been really good. Like I said, we only done, only done the first box, but it has a lot of really fun elements. And basically the first box that we got just introduces us to the quote unquote case And what Mm -hmm. else happened? And basically, your detective friend has said that the case has gone cold. And so your friend is kind of giving you all the information. And you have an objective for that first box. So the first box you have, you go through all of the investigation notes and pictures and stuff. And you're trying to identify or narrow down what you think the murder weapon is. And Mm -hmm. this particular one has almost like an email service. So whenever we had our idea of what we think the murder weapon is, we emailed it to our friend and immediately got a response back. She types real fast. (laughs) Immediately got a response back saying, oh, that's a great lead or something like that. And basically kind of leads you to the next box saying, I'm working on obtaining some more information for you. I'll send it in the mail, that kind of thing. So I think it has a good storyline. Like it all kind of makes sense, you know, Mm -hmm. to a degree, even though you're like a random person solving a murder. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe unqualified, but it's okay. (laughs) Yeah, but you know, it's fine. It's fine. Uh, But it's been really fun. Like we've talked about on here We are both mystery fans, love a good mystery novel, love a good mystery movie, all that kind of stuff. And we're all really into escape rooms and those kind of things, figuring out the little details to kind of solve the case. And it Mm -hmm. just kind of like encapsulates everything into that little box. So it's, I guess it's kind of like an escape room in a box in a way, but I like that it adds on to each other. So eventually, you know, we'll have a big load of <laughs> investigative equipment to, <laughs> of data. to solve the fi- yeah exactly <laughs> data to solve the case but I'm really excited I'll probably update you guys when we finish the 
like they call them episodes. Uh, so we got the six month subscription. So I'll let y'all know, I guess five months from now, <laughs> if we've solved the case or not. Yes, I'm so excited to stay updated. What's the name of the one that you're doing? We're doing Hunt a Killer. Okay. I had heard about Very. it on various podcasts that I listened to. So it's working. <laughs> Gotta love Those a good code. Which we have a code out there as well if you want to use it. I know. Not for Hunt a Killer, but. Get you some nuts, old. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, that sounds really fun. And you're right that sometimes you just need like a an activity that you can do. Yes. Um, with someone else, it's not, you know, you don't have to plan it either. So that's really cool. Yes, that is a perk. Um, yeah. So that sounds really fun. I'm very intrigued and yeah, we like solving crimes around here. So it's true. Um, and this particular one, they also have a cocktail recipe book as well. That's right. So right up our alley there. Yes. I, uh, I like that addition. That was a great, a great addition. Yeah, and one day, Pop Culture on the Rocks, we will have our own cocktail recipe book as well. Yeah, as we've talked about on other episodes, we are slowly gathering unique recipes. Speaking of, we probably need to make a Google Doc or something. No, With all this of these. What was, that's why I was saying we need an intern. <laughs> Somebody needs to like, sift through all these episodes and find... All of our seltzer rankings, all of your uh -huh. cider rankings, mm -hmm. and recipes for our book. Mm -hmm. Along no, with anything seriously. else. <laughs> I think it's a great opportunity if anyone is interested. Seriously, you will have a something on your resume that um, a lot of people won't, but a lot of employers will be looking for because podcasts are becoming such a huge mm -hmm. industry. To say you were an intern for a podcast, I mean... That's pretty hardcore. That's pretty cool. Yep. Yeah. So, I mean, we don't have anything posted yet, but I'm interested. <laughs> so, yeah. We're just uh, testing the water. So, if you need an internship and you think you're qualified, I guess send us an email. Yeah. Might as well. <laughs> Why not? You know, don't hurt to try. Well, um, I've been watching a few things. I... Uh, <laughs> so on bravo two new seasons of housewives started airing nice so i am in the midst of watching those so i've seen the first few episodes of real housewives of new york which um is pretty good this season it's it's okay. They've had better seasons, um, in my opinion, but hopefully it'll kind of pick up or get a little more interesting as the weeks go on. And then also Real Housewives of Beverly Hills just started. So this one I think is going to be a very good season. I, Beverly Hills always has a lot going on and <laughs> it's no different this time around. I think I mentioned to you before that Kathy Hilton is joining the cast. Yes. Mm -hmm. So she was there uh, in that first episode I saw. So, yeah, it's um, 
It's going to be a good one. They're really good with the Beverly Hills Housewives. Like the first episode has a really dramatic intro. And then they like kind of flash through these big moments that are going to happen in the season. And then they'll like rewind time to the beginning. Yeah. And you can see how we all get there. And I mean, they do a good job on that one specifically. So if any of you out there are interested in watching The Housewives, then it looks like this is going to be a good season of Beverly Hills to start with. So, yeah. Good to know. I've never seen an episode, but I'm sure it's very entertaining. It really is. Um, <laughs> they all come on Bravo, like I said, but they're also on Hulu. So if anyone has access to that, you can check out like older seasons as well. But they put the new ones on there, so you can watch it there. Well, every week, and we get more creative as the weeks go by. Right. So <laughs> that's a reason in itself, but every week. We'll save that Anna one for another day. <laughs> yes. Well, we need as you know, we need to store them up, but every week Anna and I give a reason why we should be a team on the best show ever, The Amazing Race, that airs on CBS. So Anna, what is the reason today? (laughs) (laughs) Well, one of the reasons we should be on The Amazing Race, I've actually decided to do something a little different today. That creativity. Uh, Right. (laughs) Trying to mix it up a little bit. I mean, as long as we do these podcasts, you know, Amazing Race hasn't come back on just yet. So we've got a lot of weeks to cover. Mm -hmm. But I thought it would be fun to pose a question to the both of us Mm. to, you know, in a (laughs) hypothetical scenario. Where mm-hmm. our world has superheroes and superpowers. Okay. Mm-hmm. What superpower would we want on The Amazing Race? My answer, if you want to have some time to think about it. Okay. Plus, this is my week to answer. So, you know, I really should be doing all the legwork here, not you. But um, but that's a good strategy <laughs> if I can't think of anything. I'm like, here's a question. Right. Make you answer it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um. My, so my main thought is I kind of go to where I would go personally. So like if somebody ever asked me like, what's the superpower you want? Mm -hmm. Mine is always telekinesis because I want to be able to go anywhere without having to pay for it. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Specifically like abroad, like that would just be great. And then you wouldn't have to worry about jet lag and. Are you talking about teleportation? Oh, what did I say? telekinesis oh <laughs> that's the one you move things with your mind isn't it uh i think so at first i thought that was where you can read sorry minds, but you're probably right that's yeah okay. telepathy i think is the like what um oh, professor x yeah. has okay i'm sorry yes. obviously i know so much about this teleportation <laughs> is what i really want <laughs> to be able to teleport myself and anyone else Kind of like Jumper or something like that to anywhere in the world. That just sounds so cool. Save tons mm-hmm. on flights. Yeah. And, you know, you don't have to worry about layovers, all that jazz. Just great. Anyway, mm-hmm. uh, that's always been my number one answer. Obviously, that's not really doable on the race because part of the entire race is getting from A <laughs> to B. So I feel like that would be kind of 
unfair. Then again, all uh-huh. superpowers are unfair, so maybe that's a stupid answer. But my second answer would be, I have always said that a superpower I would want to have is being fluent in every language. Yeah. And I feel like mm-hmm. that would be an amazing superpower to have on The Amazing Race because if you watch an average season of The Amazing Race, mm, you're probably only going to go to like maybe one, possibly two countries where like the main language is English. Um, and okay. even then, like there are times when they'll get a taxi cab who barely speaks English and they're kind of mm-hmm. like, I'm in America. Why don't you speak English? You know, one of those <laughs> scenarios. Uh-huh. Uh, so I feel like that's, uh, that's just like such a gift I wish that I had, which we've talked mm-hmm. about how like we like languages and we both speak some different languages, but obviously I'm not fluent and yeah. it would be so valuable to be able to speak to the locals in their native mm-hmm. tongue and Mm -hmm. get great directions there's probably not many things that would get lost in translation they could tell you yeah it's over here on the right third thing on the left look for this maybe even say like i know that guy his name's steve and like you should find him he's the shop owner or something like that (laughs) that just sounds incredible yeah way overpowered in that scenario absolutely but who cares exactly (laughs) and i feel like a perfect example well i don't obviously i don't know anyone who has superpower of being (laughs) uh fluent in every language but there are many people who are multilingual and Mm -hmm. i applaud you because you are incredible and i would Mm -hmm. love to like examine your brain because i just your brain's gonna look so much better than mine just saying psychology (laughs) person here i just like looking at brains what that's a weird thing to say i'm sorry (laughs) brain scans i'm not a weirdo like opens up people's heads that's gross (sighs) i'm rambling i'm sorry anyway but i was thinking of like a great example is bj and tyler who i don't don't remember what season number it is i'm horrible at remembering like season numbers um but anyway they are like best friends and I already love them. They have a great personality and a great friendship together, but they knew languages and that really helped them, especially when they were in Asia and uh, it would just be so great. Maybe I just need to like learn for myself and not wait for a superpower to be bestowed upon me, but one can dream, right? (laughs) I mean... We're nothing if not dreamers. So. <laughs> it's true. Anything is possible. I I, I feel it. So I, I think those those were great answers. And um, honestly, I'm trying to think of another one because you said what my go-to for a superpower. It's always teleportation. Yeah. Because I just think of, I like, I enjoy flying, really. I enjoy driving. Mm-hmm. But I think of all the time I could save. Yes. it. I just, like, even if it's just, like, driving an hour to family or friends' houses or mm-hmm. something like that, it's just, like, 
sometimes I just wish, why can't I just like be there, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Uh, so you could, you just save so much time of life, but um, yeah, I think teleportation would be fabulous, but you're, you're exactly right that, I mean, that would get rid of half the show, if not more <laughs> with them, like in the car going somewhere yeah. or whatever but then i guess we wouldn't have to learn how to drive stick that's true we could just not even get in the car and hop wherever we need to go yes that's a fun one i like i like the the posing a question and it's keeping our creative cells working yeah expanding the brain the brain is the theme right now i love it (sighs) try to think of a transition not really um coming up with anything Mm, yeah Sorry about it. Um, anyway, <laughs> it's my um, turn to educate this week. Um, I feel like it's been a hot minute since I've done an education segment because we've had some fun episodes recently where we talked about things we've been watching together, had like mm-hmm. a special episode. So it's been a while, but I'm happy to be back. Hopefully... I deliver, so... um. (laughs) I'm sure you will. (laughs) Thanks. It's low pressure. I mean, whatever. So, I had something in mind. You know, like, we would love if y'all would send, like, a request um, on something you'd like us to talk about or educate on because we have (laughs) spoken about how sometimes it's challenging to come up with something, especially if we haven't had time in our real lives to like watch something new Mm -hmm. especially something that like the other person here is not watching right so it's just it gets to be complicated so if you have ideas please feel free to send them our way and it doesn't have to be an education segment it can be an episode theme just any topics um we love that idea we love getting ideas from y'all. Yeah, I had something in mind that I was going to talk about, and that I just was not feeling it. You know, it's just like, yeah, I, I, I need to feel inspired. So, <laughs> hopefully, um, hopefully, you'll be fine with this because <laughs> I've touched on it before. Uh, but I feel like I have some new elements to bring. So, anyway, really building it up. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, So I want to, I know that you have seen most of these, but I want to educate on the To All the Boys I've Loved Before movie series and book series because I did finish reading them, which I have talked about Mm -hmm. um, on a previous episode. And just in case there are people out there who have not watched or read any of them, I feel like when I've talked about this stuff, um, I have not really explained the plot or who's in it or anything like that. So um, I thought it'd be good to do. And honestly, I've been super into it and I'll explain more as we go on. But yeah, like I said, I just finished the last book. So I definitely want to mention a few things that were different and my overall opinion on what was better. Mm-hmm. If you are unfamiliar with this series, um, To All the Boys I've Loved Before is originally a book series by Jenny Han, and it's 
centered around Laura Jean. Um, she is a high school junior when the book starts out. And she's she has two sisters, so she's a middle child. Um, she has an older sister named Margot, a younger sister named Kitty, and then um, her dad is a single father. He's a widower, so their mom died years ago um, at this point of the series. Um, their mom was Korean, so all the girls are half Korean, half white, and honestly, like, I really enjoyed reading about that and seeing that, um, and seeing that representation on Netflix, because I feel like that is oftentimes an underrepresented community, and I, I, really enjoyed seeing that and learning about the culture. Mm -hmm. Um, in the third movie, they actually go to Korea. So it's just really cool to experience that. So I'm glad that that is an element. And the author, Jenny Han herself, she is, um, Korean American. So I think that's really cool, um, to learn about. So Lara Jean, like I said, she um, is starting her junior year of high school and um, her older sister Margot is going away to college. So the girl who plays Lara Jean is Lana Condor and I had never seen her before to all the boys, but um, she has been in some other stuff. Um, she's almost my age. She was in X-Men Apocalypse, which I guess I didn't see. Oh. <laughs> like I, t- I thought I had, but I definitely don't remember her. I, I don't think I've seen that. So apparently I need to go watch that. <laughs> I had no idea. Have you seen that? I think I have. I feel like Came that was 2016. one of the Oh, <laughs> uh, maybe so. But I don't know. Yeah. Well. It's possible that I haven't seen it. Well, she plays Jubilee, so if any X-Men fans are listening, that's her. So, yeah, she's really cute, though. I really like her. Um, and then her older sister, Margot, is played by Janelle Parrish. Now, I will say that in the movie, she's supposed to be 18. And watching the movie, I thought she was like definitely 30 like (laughs) yeah she and in real life she is she was in her late 20s when this was filmed so I'm not that far off but yeah we'll look past it that's okay okay so and then the younger sister is Anna Cathcart who is super cute she's um, actually Canadian and I think she's like the perfect kitty especially after reading the books I think they cast her like spot on and the dad, of course, is played by John Corbett, who I have mentioned. Um, I am a fan. <laughs> He's uh, He was on Sex and the City. He was Aiden, um, which is like a big character for Sex and the City. So um, he's, he's really cool. And... Raise your voice. Every time I mention John Corbett, <laughs> I have to mention raise your voice because people, people don't know. Underrated. People freak. People forget about that movie, but it was good, okay? It is. Very emotional. Maybe I, 
Maybe I need to educate on that we do. one day. Yeah, you should definitely That's a do good that. one. So basically the plot is Lara Jean um, has never had a boyfriend, but she has had some significant crushes in her life. And none of these boys knew that she felt the way she did about them um and the only way that she could get over a crush or let something go is by writing a letter so she wrote five letters to each of them over the years let out just all of her feelings like poured out her heart and soul and then put them in envelopes and put the addresses and their names on them and then stored them away in a hat box in her room um and that was how she moved on so there are five letters so there's peter kavinsky who she grew up with um and went to school uh public school with there's john ambrose mclaren she met him through model un but they also he was also friends with Peter and some of their other middle school friends. There was Kenny from camp. There what who we know a lot less about, but he was there. Uh Lucas that she danced with at homecoming. Spoiler alert, he is gay and she does find that out <laughs> and pretends <laughs> like she knew that all along. And finally, oh, yeah, duh. Finally, Josh, who is her best friend from middle and early high school. They're next door neighbors. But the problem is he is now her older sister Margo's boyfriend. So there's some Awkward. some problems there yes um basically what happens is her younger sister kitty thinks she needs to get out more have a little more fun so kitty mails all the letters meanwhile margo breaks up with josh because she's going away to college in scotland he's devastated next thing you know all of the letters have been delivered to the boys so chaos ensues <laughs> um so, before I tell you what happens next, I'll talk about a few more of the actors, but Peter Kavinsky is played by Noah Centineo, and he is, I, I love Noah, like, I feel like at this point, it's really, it's really, like, cliche or basic to like Noah Centineo, but I do, so no shame. <laughs> um, he's a cutie, even though, my gosh, I discovered that he was born... A year after me, so that's painful, actually, that he's younger, but it's fine. <laughs> um, <laughs> that's when, see, I hate that. Like, when you start getting to that age, like, I remember even in college, like, there were people on the radio that were younger than me. Right. It's weird. That really, that disturbed me. <laughs> yeah, I, was like, I don't like that. Um, a lot of people know... Um, Noah from The Fosters that was on Freeform, a.k.a. ABC Family. He was on three seasons of that. And then To All the Boys really, like, blew up his career. So, you know, you're welcome. <laughs> but he was also in some other Netflix stuff after that. Sierra Burgess is a Loser, which I really liked that movie. Um, the Perfect Date, it's, like, okay. Uh, and... Those are two Netflix originals, but also there is another movie that it might not be on Netflix anymore, but 
It's from 2017 and it's called SPF 18. And it's honestly one of the worst movies I've ever watched. <laughs> oh, I don't gosh. really know. <laughs> I don't know how I made it through. I, The only reason we watched it is because he was in it and we were curious. But it was just so bad. And but like. Famous people were involved, which is just crazy. Like, Molly Ringwald was oh, wow. in it. Yeah. And then Goldie Hawn, like, narrated it. I'm like, what? Why are y'all doing this? <laughs> like, the film, I think it was released. Yeah. It was released on iTunes and then was put on Netflix. So, I don't Interesting know. choice. Their cameos, like Keanu Reeves, Pamela Anderson, they make cameos. Like, what? It's crazy. But I don't, I don't know. The, the creators must have had some sort of connection. But the whole plot is really about the main girl talking about losing her virginity. Now, how you drive an entire movie off of that, I don't know. I watched it and it didn't work. So, <laughs> don't. Um, yeah. And on, I think the movie was like, yeah, it was an hour and 15 minutes. So, like, <laughs> it was like you were about to say, I can't do this anymore. And then it was just over. <laughs> it's almost over. <laughs> yeah. I thought you were going to uh, say it was going to be about sun safety or something. That would have been probably more appropriate for, obviously, for the title and... I think they could have done more with that because um, it just, yeah, no. It's funny because on Wikipedia it says uh, on Rotten Tomatoes, the film has two reviews. Both are negative. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so anyway, it I guess it is still on Netflix if anyone's just really curious. But it's not even one that you can really laugh at. You know, like, oh, yeah. wow, this is so There's bad. some that are uh-huh. bad you can enjoy still. Yeah. Yes, this is not that in my opinion. <laughs> but anyway, back to what is very good to all the boys. So Noah is great in it. Everybody compares him to Mark Ruffalo. He really does look like a, a young Mark Ruffalo. And yeah. I love Mark Ruffalo. So great for me. <laughs> and it's funny because Mark Ruffalo actually tweeted a photo of... Noah Centineo like this black and white photo of him and like the caption was just like throwback Thursday (laughs) (laughs) it just made me so happy that he was embracing that that's great so yeah Peter Kavinsky is like one of those people at you know at the high school that everyone knows everyone loves he's popular but he's nice to everybody so Mm -hmm. it's like almost annoying but He's nice, so you can't be annoyed, right. that kind of thing. And he's like a star lacrosse player, just an all-around catch. But the worst thing about him is who he's dating. He's uh, been dating Jen for a couple years at this point. She is Lara Jean's like, ex-best friend. Um, she's played by Amelia Baranak, and... Um, she- Apparently, there's a lot of Canadian people in this movie. Who hmm. who knew? But I'm pretty sure it was filmed there, so that's probably why. But anyway, Jen got popular and mean, as I feel like happens in every teen film. It's true. 
somebody got boobs and said, <laughs> screw y'all. Everybody has a Kate in their life. Yes. Uh, yes, everybody has a Kate, a... Okay, well, I had another example just gone, so whatever. Um, but yeah, very classic uh, plot line. So the letters get delivered. We're back to the letters. The letters get sent. They end up in everyone's hands. Peter goes up to Largene at school basically saying, like, this is really nice, but I'm not interested. Like, Jen and I just broke up. Yikes, Jen is dating a college guy, left Peter for him, so said sayonara to <laughs> Peter. And Peter's devastated, but he's going to let Largene know that she doesn't have a chance with him. And she's like, what are you talking about? I don't like you. And um, he shows her the letter and she passes out. And then she sees Josh coming with the letter, which is a lot worse of a situation. So she just grabs Peter, as you do, and starts making out with him so that Josh will stop in his tracks and she can run away and (laughs) he can... You know, and he can be convinced that, no, she doesn't have feelings for her sister's newly ex-boyfriend. So, the plot of the movie, uh, aside from what I've said, is that Largene and Peter write up a contract. They decide that they're going to have a fake relationship so that Josh won't think that Largene's in love with him. And they can make Jen jealous so Peter and Jen will get back together. I don't want to give away too much if you haven't seen it, but they end up, you know, <laughs> you know, these fake relationships, what it is tried and true formula. Whether you are on Netflix or Hallmark, mm-hmm. if the plot is a fake relationship, it will be a real relationship by it's the true. end of the film. <laughs> I watched I mean, it, it with Holiday. Remember that Emma yes. Roberts movie that I watched recently? Yeah. Yes. Yes. It kind of makes you like, I don't know if any other single people can relate, but it kind of makes you think, now who can I have a <laughs> yeah. fake relationship with? Who do I really want a relationship with, but I'm saying it's going to be a fake one, so it'll become a real one. Exactly. I don't know if that, that probably like ruins whatever juju it has <laughs> on that like scenario, but... Yeah, who do I need to, like, be fake engaged to to bring home for holidays? Like, and no one in my life knew at all that I was dating anyone. Right. Um, that kind of thing. Yeah, something to, th- to, something to ponder. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so overall, I have seen the first movie so many times. I've mentioned on here how I like to have something on before bed. Mm-hmm. And it's usually something that's calming and, like, just makes me happy. And I just get, like, on a kick. And for a long time, that was Pride and Prejudice. And it still is, but they freaking took it off Netflix. So I don't have that easy access yeah. anymore. And I can't set up a DVD every day. (laughs) So for a while I was doing the YouTube video of like Mr. Darcy and Elizabeth Bennett like highlights. So (laughs) I I do that. But recently I have been uh, putting on to all the boys to watch beforehand. And it's just like so good. I will say that Lana Condor and Noah Centineo have fabulous chemistry. Like, it's one of those that I think is rare for a teen movie especially, but it's just like, 
Yeah. The casting is spot on and you just believe their relationship. Mm -hmm. So it's very good. Um, The soundtrack. I love the soundtrack. I think it's so good. It's a great mixture of pop, you know, some modern day pop with a few like 80s kind of oldies thrown in there. And it's just really well done. Like the cinematography is good. Some, you know, the shots look really good. The whole look and feel of the movie is fun and really just pleasant to watch. And the music is really well-timed for each scene and moment. So I'm really impressed overall by the quality of it. So without going into too much detail, because I don't want to be here for the rest of time, the sequel is P.S. I Still Love You when look who's here, John Ambrose arrives and he's got his letter in hand so what's gonna happen now that Lara Jean and Peter are together and then the third one is always and forever and they're having to make big life decisions because they're graduating high school and there's a lot of unknowns so Mm -hmm. all of the movies are good after the third one was released this past Valentine's Day, I gave some specific thoughts on it. So you can go back to that episode if you want to listen. But like I mentioned, I did f- just finish the series. So I wanted to quickly touch on the books and a few things that were different that I noticed. And a lot of the differences were really subtle. Nothing too dramatic with the plot, I guess. But one of the biggest things that was different... And I guess this is speaking more to people who have seen the movie and know kind of more of what I'm talking about. But in the first book, she actually has a wreck in her car, like towards the beginning. Mm -hmm. Um, So they carry that idea into the movies that she hates driving. She's just very uncomfortable driving. And she already was like that in the books, but... She, for some reason, like, ran a stop sign and, like, very lightly hit this car. And so that traumatized her even more. So it kind of made more sense of why she was so, yeah like, nervous as a driver. And actually, that, in the book, that was the first appearance of Peter Kavinsky. He drove by in his Audi. In the movie, he has a Jeep. But in the book, he has a two-door Audi. So, okay, we fancy. (laughs) Um But he drove by her, like, sitting on the street, basically saying, are you okay? So, that was just a slight difference. There's a lot more Josh in the first book and the second book than you see in the movies. Obviously, he's a more prominent figure in the first movie. But in the first book, actually, he is a, even more, like, demanding about, like, why didn't you tell me, you know, that you liked me before? And, like, a little more, like, why can't we be together now? And he actually kisses her. And that does not happen in mm-hmm. the movie. You know, Margot, of course, finds that out. At this point, she and Peter like each other. So it just causes issues. And Josh and Peter get into, like, a fight fight. So... Oh, gosh. That was a little added drama. (laughs) But, yeah, he even makes a few more appearances in the second book. And 
they kind of wrap up his story a little bit more. And I mentioned on a previous episode that the first book leaves off on a cliffhanger. It's not wrapped up in a bow like the Mm -hmm. movie is. So be prepared to just move on right to the second book. (laughs) Go ahead and get all of them. Uh Uh-huh. Exactly. Um, I downloaded them on my Kindle through the Libby app um, for free. So do that if you have the Libby app and a library card. They're available. But yeah, you're going to want to like just move right on. And as far as the writing, I will add that the way Lara Jean talks is like the way the book is written almost. So like I would not say it's the most well-written book, but it fits the character and the style because you're in her head right and it's like kind of short sentences and quick thoughts a lot of the time which normally would not be my preference of writing but it makes sense for the character and I think even more so after you've seen the character in a movie Mm -hmm. it makes more sense yeah actually overall I think the movies are better than the books oh wow like all the way through which that's not a normal opinion I feel like for most people yeah it's not a normal opinion for me Mm -hmm. even if I really like a movie I can usually say but the book is better you get more detail etc but yeah while I enjoyed the books a lot and if you're a fan of the series I definitely think they're worth reading and they're really easy and quick to read so if you just kind of want like a different type of entertainment it's worth reading especially since it is a little different you're getting some new content even if you've seen the movies but I just I don't know it was one of those things where the stuff they added in the movie or shifted just slightly I thought that was a better choice and that made more sense and a lot of times when a movie does that it's an annoying change and you're like uh why'd they get rid of that or well that was an unnecessary like addition or plot line or something but I think they really did well and I will say that Jenny Han worked on she was a producer of the movies and she also worked on the screenplay so it's very, you know, it's very um, true to the characters and the stories. Um, and she was very present. She has a cameo in each film. So oh, you can fun. look out for her. Yeah, you can look out for her. In the first one, um, she is the chaperone that you see at the homecoming dance. With the scene where Largine and Lucas are dancing, you see her like in the background. I don't remember what her cameo was in the second one. Um, but the third one, she's like the principal reading off like presenting at on stage in the flashback where you see how Lara Jean and Peter met. So you can go look for her in those scenes. So she's very present and I feel like that helped as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, make sure that it was still in line with her vision. And I do know that she has another series that I haven't read, but I'm interested and it's called the summer I turned pretty. And that's a trilogy as well. And It has gotten picked up by Netflix as well. So they're going to turn all three of those into movies. So she's doing pretty well for herself. Get it. Yeah. So get a girl. (laughs) Uh, And yeah. So 
people say she's a very talented screenwriter. I kind of wonder if maybe she's not even a better screenwriter than author. So maybe we'll yeah. get more, you know, from her in the future. But yeah, it's really enjoyable. The whole series is very pleasant. Like I said, I have just gotten back into kick and it was like next level. Like this is a little embarrassing, but y'all are my friends. So I don't care. Like I said, <laughs> I've been putting it on before bed and like last week I was reading the third book but there were a few scenes from the first movie that I wanted to see yeah so I got on Netflix on my tv in my room pulled up the movie and then like muted it while I was reading the book and then when the scene would come on that I wouldn't want to see I would unmute it and watch it and then go back to the book (laughs) so it's like a little crazy because this is the same like story i'm just skipping around time and everything but what can i say it made me happy that's That's all all that matters that's that's what's important right (laughs) yeah exactly and i've only seen the first two movies once and i've never seen the third one so I've been curious about the books also, how you mm-hmm. felt about that. So I'm glad you gave your honest opinion because that's helpful. Good. Good. Yeah. I hope that even if you have seen it all that you enjoyed listening to this uh, and if you out there haven't watched it or read it, maybe you're intrigued or maybe I've told you all you need to know. Either way, that's great. <laughs> um, but yeah, the... Like I said, yeah, the books, I'd say read them if you want some easy entertainment, but my preference is the movies, so... So you're Team Peter? Is that what you're saying? (laughs) Yes, I am. And it's funny because when I watched the first movie, you know, right after it came out, for the first little bit... I wasn't really, like, into him because he was coming across as cocky and, like, uh, you know, (laughs) he doesn't like her. Like, let's move on. And, yeah, the sister situation was troubling with Josh. But at the same time, I'm like, well, they've been friends for so long. Like, you know, like, I feel bad for Josh. You know, there's just a lot going on. But... They, they turn it around and (laughs) you know, like how usually I don't pay attention to like costuming, especially in a movie like that, where it's just like normal clothes for the most part, his, (laughs) the way they dress Josh, it was so obvious the evolution of the character they were trying to portray. And I laugh about it every single time. And I think, um, what made me like realize it initially is back in the day with a Cinderella story y'all know love it right they have bonus features on there and one of the bonus features is about is with the costume designer Mm -hmm. and they talk about how Sam played by Hilary Duff in the movie her clothes reflect her mood throughout the movie so like at the beginning she's wearing really darker blues, very like very tomboyish, you know, mm-hmm. just like a cap, you know, don't care. And then as she starts building the relationship more with Austin and then knowing it's him and seeing him around school and she's becoming a little happier, 
She's wearing lighter blues and still tomboyish, but it's like feminine colors and feminine mm-hmm. styles and stuff. And then when something bad happens again at the end, she goes back to like the grunge look, you know, yeah. the cap and whatnot. So anyway, that was the first time I ever really like realized, oh, wow. Yeah, that is something cool. simple. But if you watch the first to all the boys movie, just watch the way they are showing Josh because early on when you're meeting him and you feel bad for him because Margot just dumped him and you know he's finding out that Lara Jean used to like him and all that he's he just looks so cute and like sweet and friendly and it's like in a nice like light t-shirt and then as he becomes more annoying and like angrier, he's dressing like he his clothes reflect that. And also mm-hmm. like, I don't know what it is, but he started looking like he was getting less and less cute throughout the movie. It was amazing. <laughs> I was like, they are not changing his face. But I guess that shows like your attitude really right. changes your attractiveness because yeah. he was like being annoying and he was like I was like you're not cute anymore and the culmination of that is the fight with Peter in the movie and when he and Josh really blows up and for some reason like they're next door neighbors but he's walking over to their house with like a zip up hoodie and the hood up like he like why are you walking over here with your hood on like everybody knows who you are and i feel like they did that just to add that like i'm mad look so (laughs) i just have to laugh but anyway it's it's fun to notice things like that as you watch more movies and that's why i like the bonus features on stuff too yeah those are really fun i do miss those dvd extras that you just don't get anymore I know, I was about to say, I guess, I guess a lot of Netflix stuff they'll put like on YouTube as bonus features or behind the scenes, but there is something about having that DVD and you <laughs> right. just scroll through the bonus features and yeah, that was really, that's some good stuff, but oh well. That's a time. I know. <laughs> But anyway, thanks for listening to this, and y'all go watch Peter and Lara Jean. Yeah, I definitely want to watch the whole series again, especially with the clothing aspect. I'm curious to see that. Yeah, (laughs) it's like a random thing, but Josh specifically, I'm telling you, watch the way they dress him and... I believe it. Yeah, it's crazy what all they can come up with. I think that kind of just like... It's just an added layer that we're like, yeah, he does suck or something. I know. <laughs> it's amazing. It's subconscious. And I mean, that fashion design is really interesting Yeah, within movies and how they're using that. Because I think we're think like when you think of costume design, it's like Lord of the Rings, like next level yeah. costuming. Right. But you have to be really thoughtful with each character's style, mm-hmm. you know, in a normal movie. Where it's just regular people, too. Yeah. Another fun fact, uh, if while we're on the subject of, like, behind-the-scenes things, the scene right when Peter and Lara Jean start their fake relationship and they walk into the cafeteria together and his hand is in her back pocket, when he, like, spins her around 
and then catches her in his arms. That was improv. Noah did that. Oh, cool. And I guess Lana didn't know, but it's really a cute moment. So. Yeah. You know, just a Kept little Kept it in there. Boy. Yeah. I yeah. do think they have really great chemistry mm-hmm. in the movie for sure. But yes. yeah, maybe next time we're in person together, we can watch the third movie together. Or maybe we can have I like a watch love... party or something. That would be fun. Oh my gosh. Yes. I would love to watch it with you um, because I literally shed a tear or two at the end because there was just something unexpected and I don't know if I was just like already in a mood or something that day but it just caught me off guard and I was like oh my gosh this is so sweet and I (laughs) just started crying but yeah I definitely recommend if you can to like have a marathon especially if it's been a while since you've seen them because everything will be fresher in your mind and you kind of feel like all the moments at the in the third movie where they're referencing things or tying things up you uh, can remember everything but also like you just feel like you've been on the journey with them yeah so yeah that makes yeah. sense but i would love to watch it with you will you be reading the the summer that i was pretty or whatever the summer Pro- that i turned I- turn pretty is that it the summer i turned pretty yeah i mean I'll give it a shot and see. I'll let y'all know uh, yeah. if I do. I feel like it will probably be an easy read, too. You know, it's like youth literature, but <laughs> I love a teen <laughs> teen drama. Me, so. too. They're uh, just as good. Yes. Sometimes even better. Well, this has been another fun episode. Again, thank you all so much for listening. We Greatly appreciate your support and always look forward to recording another episode for you. So thanks so much for continuing to listen and download. If you have a moment, we would love if you left us a rating or a review and remember to subscribe and remember my hot offer of send us a message to tell me you listen and i'll venmo you a dollar there you go (laughs) that's Uh, a hot moment you gotta take it while it lasts i know they won't be on the table forever everyone (laughs) until next time i'm anna and i'm callan i don't want to love in half measures i want it all and to have it all we have to risk it all